0: Welcome to the podcast, God Wants to Talk to You, 15 minutes of Bible talk hosted by a regular guy, ordinary non-church-affiliated layman named Michael. And that would be me. Welcome to, I believe we're episode 11 already of God Wants to Talk to You. Time is flying by. I honestly thought we're in our second week here, solid second week. I would be on about episode three, but we are at episode 11 because... I'm blessed. That's what it is. I feel like, man, I got I to talk about this. I got to talk about this. And I will read my... I will tell you where I thought I was going to talk about today on the 15 minutes of Bible talk here on God Wants to Talk to You. I started reading and then I found other things. And I'm like, well, this is perfect for tonight. I'm going to do this <laughs> instead. So I got to just pump my brakes, slow down, and uh, give you everything and not keep changing my mind. But it is hard to do because I am fired up about everything that I bring to you guys but before I do start something else I'm fired up about I don't know if you guys uh, even know about it there is a show called uh, Chosen and I really like that show they did a really good job it is a show that I watched, started watching on Peacock and it already had three seasons and I binge watched the entire three seasons in no time I think it's like eight or nine episodes a season and it's the bible story of jesus it's but i'll give you this they also make it different they throw things in there that aren't in the bible there's a really big, like big twist in this uh, season 4 that isn't in the bible at all they like is is weird that they can do that but they don't in my opinion compromise any of the message and it's, it's done really, really well. I really like that show. It is called Chosen, and here's what's really cool about it and why I'm bringing it up. Uh, if you have Peacock streaming, it's on other streaming services too. I'm sure if you Google uh, Chosen TV show, it'll show you how to watch it. But right now, season four is getting ready to come streaming probably next month. But what they do with this show is they make the entire season and then they chop a few episodes together. So... It's like one through three is what I saw this weekend, and they release them in movie theaters. And it's limited theaters. You have to search for chosen in theaters, and it'll give you the list. The one closest to me was Cowinka Dinkley right over by my old job next to the university where I worked. And I drove over there. And I went in by myself on Saturday, and I watched episodes one through three of season four, and it was really good. If you're a fan of the, sh- fan of the show and, and you're familiar with the stories of the Bible, it's just, I think, done really well. I, I highly recommend it, and I did see that this weekend. A strange thing happened as I walked out. When I walked out, remember, I was a, I do a security guard. It's my day job, but I was a public safety officer at the university. It's you drive around in a uniform, you drive around in a patrol car, you do arrest people, you do a lot of emergency calls, you're trained in uh, first aid and this and that, and then there, there was a lot to that. So I walk out of the theater as soon as I walked out, and a bike pulls up, and there's a guy on a bike, and it has a trailer. And I immediately recognized this guy in two seconds as a criminal that I had chased one night. In the dark, in the middle of the night, I worked overnights, and this guy got away from me. I caught his friend and arrested his friends, <laughs> but he got away from me, and this guy pulled up and stopped and looked at me, and I looked at him, and I have a feeling at about the same time, he knew who I was, and I knew who he was, but I'm certain he no longer, uh, uh, he doesn't know I no longer work there, and he immediately pedaled off real fast, thinking I was going to go and arrest him again, because I did arrest his friends. On a massive narcotics charge, so it was strange. Not that that has anything to do with God, but it was weird that we met as I right after I walked out of the uh, movie theater where I had just seen The Chosen and something cool. So check it out if you're into that. I know they're taking uh, episodes one through three are going to go out of the theaters tomorrow, and then this weekend they will put in, I think, episodes. 4 and 5 and then they'll be in for a couple weeks and then after that they'll have 6 7 and 8 in the theaters. But it's it's cool. Ch- check it out if you don't know about The Chosen or better yet just wait for it to stream, go now binge up on the first 3 seasons and then get into it. It is so cool. I am totally a fan of of that show, so very very cool. All right, let's get into our actual Bible study for today. And this one is a very short one. It's in Luke chapter 5. We're going to start down at verse 27. And remember, as always, look it up, read it. You know, tell me what you think about it. And that's how we do it on this show. I do not typically know the scriptures off the top of my head. I know what I want to talk about. I know a lot of the stories. I look them up and then I write them down so I can tell you because I don't have it like that. I am not a... A encyclopedia of the Bible, like so many people are who do this, and, and, and I'm not at all talking smack about those people. It, it, the, they have put in the work, and I maybe someday I will be like that. But as of now, I am not, and do not be intimidated if you are not. Do not be intimidated to talk to someone about the Bible, and because, I, like I said, when I started the show, a lot of people it seems like are. It, it, they have there's an arrogance about it. There, like a conceitedness about the Bible, and that should never, never, never come across. You should be open and welcome. And just because you you know more, all right, you know you know more, you know more. But go ahead and talk to me as you know you're equal on this. Is is how I would like to do it. So I write it down. I don't know these things. You probably know more than I do. But let's get into Luke. Chapter five, verse twenty-seven, and it is called "Jesus Eats with Sinners," is what it is. Very short, little uh, verse right here in this chapter. That is so important because how many times have you thought, "Well, who am I? Why's you know? Why would Jesus care about me? Like I'm no one special. I'm not, you know, the president. I'm not a king. I'm not someone real important. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not this or that, and." Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And are we not all sinners? We all are sinners. But kind of what I was just talking about in knowing the scripture, there's these people that have this arrogance over them. The the Pharisees and the Lawmakers of that day looked down upon the sinners, and then everyone looked down on the tax collector. People hated the tax collector. The tax collector worked for Rome. Rome was an occupying force in Israel, and they really were putting the screws to every single citizen because all they needed to do was make money, make money. That's all they want to do is squeeze the resources out of uh, Israel. Sure, you guys could have your own thing, do your own thing. We'll let you, you know, govern yourselves, kind of, but we're going to tax tax you guys the kingdom come and you better come through with it or we're going to put you in jail or sell you into slavery or whatever. We don't care. And there were a lot of uh, Jews that were hired by the Romans and that became the tax collectors. And they were not Romans that were out there collecting the tax. Now granted, they had Roman guards with them because all the other Jews wanted to kill them because everyone hated the tax collector. And it is mentioned many times in the Bible and how hated the tax collectors were. And one of Jesus' disciples was a tax collector. That's the most vile thing you could have been, is a tax collector, especially on your own people working for the Romans. You were detested and no one liked you. Now, granted, you can't blame people for not liking you. You're you're basically a traitor to your own people and you're persecuting your own people and all the tax collectors were also dirty they lived really lavish lives they had money they had nice places to live and everyone else was really struggling because they were getting taxed so hard so it was widely believed that the tax collectors were either pinching off the top or the romans were paying them very very well because they seemed to have really nice stuff and live a really good life while everyone else was struggling of like us now and check to check and you know, wondering how they were going to make ends meet. So people despised them, and other sinners were their friends. So I would have to imagine these were not uh, devout uh, Jews at the time that weren't worshiping and going to temple. You know, there's that now. There's people who we talk about consider themselves Christians, but they don't, you know, I believe in Jesus, but maybe I, I don't go to church. I don't really follow all the rules. You know, that's kind of archaic. That was written a long, long time ago. Well, you're a sinner and you need to be saved if that's how you do it. And that's what Jesus is here for. He, he didn't come here to save the righteous. The righteous don't need to be saved. You know who needs to be saved? Me, probably you, probably everyone listening to this is who needs to be saved. And I that Jesus came and that's the people he targeted. Those are the people that not only he targeted, those are the people that became his disciples. Those are the people he taught. Those are the people that he had the Holy Spirit give the gift to. You know, the disciples were going around, after Jesus brought them in at one point and said, hey, I'm going to give you guys, they gave him the gift of healing and the gift of being able to cast out demons, power over demons, given to them by Jesus himself. And the disciples went around. It also says that they had the ability to raise people from the dead, like Jesus did a bunch of times, and some of the other prophets in the Bible did at different times. But we don't have any stories of that in here at all. But apparently Jesus gave them all of that. And these were fishermen, a tax collector. I know Luke was a doctor, but they were normal people. You know what they were most normal about them? They were sinners. They were low-down sinners like all of us. And yet here they were being given these amazing gifts directly from Jesus because they followed him. Because they, when he said that, that, and that's hard to do. There's a, another story in the Bible we could get to at another point where a guy says, you know, what do I need to do to get to heaven? And he says, follow the commandments and do this. And the guy goes, I've always followed the commandments. And he goes, okay, then sell everything you own and give it to the poor, the money, and then follow me. And then the guy was like, whoa, 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 what? I got a lot of stuff. You want me to sell everything and give it to the poor? And he's like, yeah, and follow me. And guess what? They never saw that guy again, not one of the disciples, because he had too much stuff. He didn't want to give it up. He didn't want to follow Jesus. So these people that dropped their entire life and followed Jesus are the guys that are the disciples, the guys that are in the Bible that we read about, and they were all sinners. And those are the people that Jesus saved. Mary Magdalene uh, believed to be a prostitute. And she was as close to a, a female disciple as you can get, a very uh, close friend of Jesus. And that's who he hung out with. He hung out with people that the Pharisees and the righteous people or the self-righteous people didn't want to associate with. All right. Now, uh, I I did that, that that today in our Bible verse to talk about that. But it is Valentine's week. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And as I was reading in the Bible, I was reading in uh, Corinthians, which is a book written by uh, Paul, St. Paul. And you'll always hear if you're in, if you're a Catholic and you're in Catholic church, they'll say a reading from uh, St. Paul to the Corinthians where he had written them letters. And they have those. And that is where this book comes from. But this one just seems so perfect for this week. So apropos that I decided I would read it to you as we depart on uh, our 15 minutes of Bible talk here on God wants to talk to you today. So let's read it. He says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully, even as I am fully known, and know these three remain, faith, hope and love but the greatest of these is love that right there he was sending to the Corinthians and telling them and it's all about love and and spreading the gospel of Jesus and that apply that to your life it's one of the things that's so great about the Bible you can take things like that and be like wow how true and accurate is that today what St. Paul wrote about 2,000 years ago to the Corinthians, when the church was just starting out, when the disciples were out preaching, St. Paul was out preaching. And remember, here's another thing. That is written by a man that when Jesus found him was a horrible, horrible man, a man that was persecuting the disciples, persecuting Jesus, who was already dead in in the name of anyone who said Jesus was the Messiah, was being locked up, man or woman was going town to town searching for the disciples so he could lock them up so that they could be killed, uh, flogged, or imprisoned. And he was filled with hate and filled with awfulness. And this is the guy that wrote that that right there. And that love in his heart, that came from Jesus. That came from his salvation. That came from him being saved. That came from him being knocked off his high horse and being on the ground. And Jesus standing over him and made him blind and said, this is what you're going to do. And this is the, the vision this guy has after being saved. And that love in his heart came came through Jesus. Nothing. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing read when you read up on that one. All right, that is our 15 minutes today. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day. Maybe take note, maybe read the the Corinthians. Read that little verse there from St. Paul. And take it to heart. Reflect on it. Don't keep score. There's a lot in there, man. I'm telling you, everything we read in the Bible, it's got about a thousand points. Like, ooh, I should remember that. Ooh, I should remember that. Ooh, I should. I do that. Oh, I do that. I. I, I got to get better. You know what? We all got to get better. So if you're trying to get better, God bless you. I wish you well on your journey. I'll pray for you. I pray for all you guys that are listening to the podcast. I'm grateful to you. Thank you for being here. I will be back again soon with another edition of God Wants to Talk to You. In the meantime, go talk to God, go to church, read the Bible. And if you want to get a hold of me, here's how you do it. I'll see you next time. If you would like to contact us here at God Wants to Talk to You, follow us and reach out through Instagram at God Wants to Talk to You. Until next time, may the peace of our Lord be with you.